Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Sherry Rawlings, CIO at San Juan Regional Medical Center. In this segment, Rawlings talks about how a disaster can actually help propel a business continuity plan, the culture change that must happen before going paperless, and the biggest mistakes CIOs make when introducing a new solution. Hi, Sherry. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Good morning. Thanks for the opportunity. Sure. So to, uh, to, to give some groundwork for our readers and listeners, can you just tell us a little bit about San Juan Regional Medical Center um, in terms of you know, uh, bed size, uh, what you have in ambulatory care, things like that? Sure. We're a 254-bed licensed hospital in, located in Farmington, New Mexico, in the Four Corners area. We um, have the advantage of being the sole provider in the community. Um, closest acute hospital is in Albuquerque, which is quite a distance from here. And then there's a, a smaller critical access hospital about 50 miles away in Durango, Colorado. Um, we have about 150 practicing physicians in the community, about 75 which, of which work for the hospital itself. Um, we run Meditech Magic in the main hospital and the GE Centricity EMR in our clinics, um, all scripts in our ED. Okay. Okay. And just as far as uh, the patient population um, and, and uh, geography, is it a fairly rural area? It is. Farmington itself is about 47,000 people, but we have over 200,000 covered lives. Um, we uh, have an interesting um, dynamic here. We have a lot of Indian Health Services patients. And mm -hmm. so um, actually I think what I've read is only about 4% of the land is available to live on, maybe 6%. The rest of it okay. is reservation land and oil and gas. So very large physical area, a lot of covered lives, but only a few right out inside the, the town itself. Okay. Those patients, um, just as far as, you know, uh, what they have for, for insurance, is that something that, that poses challenges? Yes. I'm not sure I can discuss it exactly, but the way that, in which we um, get services paid from IHS is an interesting challenge. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now, you said that you have a Meditech Magic in the hospital, and now how long has that been in place? Uh, they actually installed that in the mid-'90s, probably as early as 1993. Okay. The EMR in the clinics, however, has only been there since 2012. And that, that's Centricity? Yes. Okay. Now, as far as, as magic, is there any, are there any updates planned? or? Um... We are currently on the newest version. We're probably uh, behind a few priority packs. But um, at this point, there is no plan, no formal plan to move forward with any changes, whether it be 6X or another vendor. Um, we are actually doing a gap analysis and getting recommendations this year, but as, as of right now, there are no plans to make any changes. In fact, we just moved our um, physical servers to a virtual environment finally this year. So um, to me, that's a longer-term investment, so I I'm, don't think we're going to do anything for another five years or so. Right. Okay. So can, can you talk a little bit about that project just as far as you know, what, what that entailed? Yeah, our servers, well, obviously, if you've had it since 1993, you've made several changes over the years, but the, the physical server base was about eight years old, um, 
and run about 12 segments for the Meditech Magic platform. So we decided it was time. We were just getting to the point where we were a little worried that they were going to come back up the next time we did a reboot. So we engaged. We actually um, had a partnered with INHS, which I think is, their new name is Engage. Um, they're now certified for those kinds of things. So we brought them on board and it was actually pretty much a painless project. Um, started in July and went live in October, and we had very little involvement with it. But so far it, it's gone very well. We've also moved them into our disaster recovery plan. Um, disaster recovery is really hard to talk about in this community because we don't have them. There's no tornadoes. There's no ice storms. Um, right. We don't have earthquakes. So we really have to talk about it more in terms of business continuity. Right. So we were able to partner with them, and they're actually now providing um, disaster recovery for the Meditech uh, system, and I think we will expand that for our other top systems over the next year or so. But it's much more cost-effective than maintaining another physical environment in our town that we have to worry about managing, especially when you're never going to use it. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense what you said talking about focusing more on business continuity because I think that's the case in a lot of areas is that, you know, it, it won't necessarily be some a natural disaster that happens, but it could be something else that, you know, affects the ability to uh, get to the data. Right. Well, in, in my prior role, I was in a hospital in uh, Emporia, Kansas. Well, that's Tornado Alley. So, you know, right. you did end up with a redundant data center and you were worried about those things. But, you know, our biggest fear here is um, the fuel truck that, that, you know, comes around the corner too fast right next to the server room, the fuel truck for yeah. the helicopter, right? If it crashes into the server room, it's gone. But right. that's highly unlikely that that's ever going to happen. So, uh, but, but still, you know, we've had issues this past year or so where we've, not with the Meditech system, but with other things that have happened, maybe it's a virus or other things occurring within the, the environment itself that we, we really have to focus on business continuity. And I hate it when those things happen, but on the other hand, it just validates, every, it validates what I've said we need to, to spend effort on, right? So right. I, I don't ever look forward to those kinds of events, but I'm always glad at the end when they've occurred. So Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So now, um, you know, with Meditech having been having been in place a while, can you talk about kind of the uh, the, the transformation that organization has had to go with, with having Meditech, but then also just getting to that uh, paperless point and some of the you know the, the challenges faced there. You know, I, <laughs> I really want a paperless environment. I have been in hospitals where they were paperless, and I loved it. I honestly think that changing a community hospital to a paperless environment is one of the biggest challenges CIOs face. Right. Um, we just, in fact, what happens is we just create more and more paper every day. And I, I think community hospitals struggle also with that, laying down the law, you're going to do this, we're going to get rid of that, you're all going to be CPOE or whatever. And, and until those challenges are dealt with, um, we'll never be truly paperless. And I think that's our biggest challenge. Um, it, it's funny, I heard Ed Marks, or I read a Ed Marks article one time that said he didn't trust anybody who uses paper anymore. If they, if they don't go completely electronic, he didn't trust them as a CIO or whatever. And, you know, I tried that for six months, and it was the most frustrating thing I've ever done. 
in because this organization doesn't have that culture. Everything that every meeting that you go to, it's printed out. You're handed the packet. You know, the only way you're going to get notes is if you write your notes on the paper and scan it later. It's just it's a very difficult culture to change. Right. So um, we're starting with um, as many of the forms as possible, um, as many of the processes as we can within the clinical systems. Um, registrations are still printed out, signed by the patient. Um, so we're moving all of those processes as much as possible into the virtual environment. We've also, uh, since I've been here, started working through removing faxes and setting up virtual inbound faxing. And that not only has it been a culture change, but they've seen the benefit in that. We've been able to take HIM to almost a paperless environment in terms of how they send information other places. They're receptive, yet resistant. <laughs> yeah. <That> makes <laughs> it, it does make sense because, you know, if you're showing them specific ways where it can help move this task along. You know that that makes sense, but uh, having this kind of uh, you know blanket approach to none of you will use paper, I can't see that going over well. No, it doesn't. So we we haven't even advertised things like virtual facts. When I got here, we we um, had licenses for Forward Advantage inbound and outbound virtual faxing, but only two people were using the virtual fax. I, I take that back. One outbound faxes to blast faxes facts, physician offices for updates. That was it. And so we begin basically undercover meeting with different departments and saying, what are your pain points? When they would bring up something like that, the team was told, you offer virtual faxing, you set it up, you show them the advantages, just do it. And we've managed to convert a large number of departments to virtual inbound and outbound faxing. And there was never a push. There was never any marketing. We just went in and showed them what, what could be, and it, it, they accepted it, and they love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, that, that seems like um, the, a smart strategy when you're talking about change management because that's something that we always hear CIOs say can be such a challenge, and I guess it, it really is in the approach and uh, you know, knowing the people you're dealing with. Yeah, we've done that a couple of times. There's a couple of tools I've invested in that I knew that if I went out and said, well, um, let's do this, I would have gotten a lot of pushback. So one of our products is a, a visual smart board, and what it does is take all of our it, – it, it's an overlay to Meditech, and basically what it does is it takes a, um, a, a written report and changes it into an electronic work list. So departments who are work list heavy but work from paper, you know, that paper is only as good as it – it is the moment that you print it off, and, and then you right. do work, and now that paper is outdated. So we've got uh, – it's one of those things that I just said, you know what, it's not that expensive, let's buy it. It's going to take a long time to get it implemented, but now we've got those smart boards going in, in our um, patient billing area, in lab, and in several other places, and we continue to add people to it. And, and again, it's, it's a tool that if I had said I want to buy it and implement it, it never would have happened. But because – we bought it as we came across their pain points, and we were able to say, hey, let's help you get rid of the paper. Let me show you how you can do this. And, and the board also lets you, like if, if like, let's say it's, um, oh, it's a report that has a bunch of outstanding accounts, and I've made contact with an insurance company. I want to update that, that record. So if I click on that record in that work list, it will take me into Meditech, allow me to update my notes, 
save it, and then go back to my board and it's updated, and I can go on to the next one. So we were able to show them that benefit and that workflow, get rid of other products maybe that weren't being helpful, and got rid of their paper. And, and so those are the kinds of things we really covertly try to get done, um, and, and it's made a difference in this organization. Right. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.